0: All right, so it's the, it's the cod, it's the cod <laughs> Epi- sir, Yes, sir. Episode fifty-three. That's right. We got your boys Ryan, Paul, Gordo in the house. Big three is let back. You know what I'm Today we got a special guest with us. We got Rico.
1: What's going on? What's going on? Yes, sir. The
0: founder on? of Hooligan Brand. Uh, but let me let me not let me not uh, you know ramble on. Uh, Rico, definitely let the people know who you are.
1: Uh, I make shitty clothes. Oh, no, my, <laughs> my name. <laughs> not, not, not. Uh, I design and I own a streetwear brand here in the south side of Chicago. It's Hooligan. Um, I've done okay. a lot of dope shit, and I'm on a really dope podcast today because of it. So whatever you guys want to yes, know, sir. I'm here to talk about it.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, so, yes,
2: sir. Um, you know, you just dropped the the watches, you know. I didn't get to put my sure. pre-order in. You know, I tweeted. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna open but it I, back
2: up in so tell us tell us how that um you know that route went you know the, you know that was something different from clothing you know you did something that was more of a a men'swear type of like uh merchandise product you know he wasn't really you know clothing and so it was just like how did, how was how was that for the brand you know in a sense
1: to be very honest with you guys it it really came from the direction of um I understand that I really want a brand, and I'm not trying to shit on anybody else, but just being honest, I really want a brand. And branding comes with more than just the typical of like, yo, here's my logo slapped on a couple of tees and hoodies. Um, So even though I do a lot with like really designing the product, I also sit back and think about what are some things that come with branding. So this year, I just wanted to do something that was a little bit above and beyond. So it is a men's streetwear brand. Um, my grandmother is still wearing watches. Please don't let her know, you know, I ain't rocking my watch right now. But she's just really, <laughs> big on, she's really big on me and always having watches and um having that drilled in my head since I was a shorty. It was just like, I'm going to do a watch this year. And it's going to be a watch that I'm loving that when people now, because you have to get it adjusted, it was a little too big. But I'm loving people posting like the watches they bought and how they out at dinner or they out at little settings or whatever. That was the point. I did a gold watch with a red face. That said hooligan. Uh, I did a I did a knockoff roly to the point that niggas want a roly, but we can't just get it just yet. But yeah, right. I, I, I did I did my own version of it. Um and I did a red face because I feel like right now and watches, I see people getting real excited about emerald faces. Um, I have a family that was really into watches, and I remember in the '90s the red face, the black face, the canary, the North Carolina blue. It's a lot of face watches that aren't so popular like they used to be. So just seeing everybody get excited about emerald, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna do a red face. Can't help but do a red face watch."
2: I feel you, because I'm like that was really after the the humble the um, humble collection, correct? And so, yeah, the
1: humble beginnings. I'm beginning, yeah, the humble
2: Beginners collection. I really fuck with that one. And so, you know, I know it was your anniversary, what a couple like weeks ago.
1: Uh, anniversary was November 22nd. I made six yeah. years in this,
2: yeah. yeah I so, see 2015. 2015, what, what yeah, made yeah, you yeah. congratulations on that again? Yeah, you know, so I'm like, shout Thank out to that. And so, I'm like, was that, was that like the idea of like what the collection was, you know, for that one? Like, you know, I'm paying know homage to you know 2015 from you know it's 2021 get ready to go into 2022 and you know i feel like you really wanted to i feel like honestly like you really wanted the hottest like chicago brands out there right now in my opinion you know just with the the way you you know design you know in in our facts you know <laughs> Let, let's speak the, on you're, it you're, man like you're like you're like like the the, the the like you're particular about what you do in each collection like each piece like it's it, it it's unique you feel me so it's just like when you say like all right these bitches sold out they really sold out you feel me so it's just like i'd be hurt sometimes you know in my feelings <laughs> like damn this nigga's really not finna drop another another round of these bitches you know so it's just like you know i really you know I just feel like that's really one of the main things that's, you know, made me just a big fan of who you know, just like how you just are particular with each design, the collections, and then there's just the pieces, just it all makes a sense, like, and you know, you being a streetwear brand, so it's just like, can you touch on that a little bit, just like, what's the thought process of like, when you are like putting together these pieces and stuff like that?
1: So first off, I want to say thank you. And I would not say thank you when you guys give me my flowers because y'all wouldn't believe how the process is so organic. And like, even though everything looks very natural, I am still like at the beginning. So every time I get behind my computer, because I design my own stuff, I don't have a design team. I am playing Russian roulette. I'm sitting here and I'm like, what concept is going to sell? What may or may not catch? Uh, what's a new design uh, technique I want to try out, what's a new, you know what I'm saying, what am I putting together from scratch, et cetera, so on. So it really is really Russia Roulette. So every time that I do it and people are like, yo, I fuck with it, I'm sitting like, damn, okay, that's what's up, because I really was guessing. Um, far as as a whole, like you kind of asked me about the humble beginnings. Um, it, wasn't really to, it wasn't really to talk about 2015. It was more so... Um, I had just got off tour. I had just got off tour back mm-hmm. in August, and um, <clears throat> the way the politics on the scene here in Chicago amongst creatives—it's a lot of egos, and it can be real arrogant. So I was kind of like, I knew everybody. Yeah, I, th- I knew everybody was gonna <laughs> kind of feel like I was like feeling myself after tour. Like, oh yeah, this nigga think he the shit now, and it was like, actually, <laughs> I was on. The- I was on the road myself up you know what I'm saying I kept thinking about where I started and it was like damn I'm like going city to city right now like I'm in other city selling clothes and instead of it being an arrogant or ego stroking moment I just was like yeah I gotta remember where I started and that's where the because like y'all might get another piece from me where the h is lowercase but that's why I was like I'm a lowercase to h because it's like I'm not big-headed I'm remembering how I started I remember at 2015 Paul I think he's gonna ask me before Darius asked it that all started because I was at school um, my mom has always instilled when you can't find a job make a job so I had a brand prior to and it was a group of us I did not like the name of that brand so I left like my overnight job and I was sitting in my apartment and I like typed out you no know, cap maybe 50 to 100 names and then when I got to hooligan I was like I fuck with this and then I typed it out in a bunch of different fonts until I was like, okay I like this font and it just went from there, so it was like I need it, and then I created the rap tease all that weekend. But I don't want to yeah, sound like yeah, a raw, I ass, rap right? I don't want to yeah. sound like a raw ass rapper. But I'm trying to tell y'all that was a very intense Saturday, Sunday, November twenty second, twenty fifteen. I was a because I think the twenty second was a Monday that year, so that was a real crazy ass weekend. Like I was so, I was so focused on like I need a hot brand, and I can't half ass it. And the name got to be catchy and the font got to be cold. Like I had just spent, I got off work and just was like in the computer. like got to figure it out type shit. So yeah. with that kind of energy to start off with, that's where this recent collection, The Humble Beginners came from. Cause it's like, now I'm on the road in different cities and people like, I fuck with your shit. Come out here. And it was like, damn, I remember sitting behind a computer. Like I have to figure this out tonight type shit. Right. So that's where it really came from, yeah. And you
2: know what? It's times like that where magic is made. Though you know, you put the pressure yeah. on yourself, and you, you just get it done. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that day before the midterm when you ain't study at all. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you and gotta that sit crazy. Like I you did, did not know.
1: study for them finals. <laughs> <But> I, did <laughs> I did not study. I'm a creating a business. That's crazy. Hey, my God. Hey,
0: man. My my introduction to Hooligan Brand. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was 2015. It might have been. 2016 um but it was it was at a party that uh gordo was throwing stranger arts and i remember it was like at an apartment somewhere on the north side and and i think you know uh, i think you and your your guys came through and like had set up like a table and things like that um and then since then i've just been paying attention to you know your social media and everything and i feel like you got a good grasp on streetwear you know, because I feel like a lot of people have brands, right? And when you have a brand and you're at this level, sure, everything might be streetwear. And, you know, the way that they release product, fine. I'm not going to critique anybody else <laughs> while bigging you up. But the thing I really like about Hooligan brand is I feel like you got a good grasp on that market. You know, your your typical target market for streetwear, you know, the way you release pr- products such as like, um you know you drop them at a certain time and you know you got to get it now or this might book. not be available anymore the lookbooks, and things like that even branching out into accessories such as the watch or i think there was like a whiskey glass or something recently or something yeah, like I that so when glass. i see that i kind of want to ask like you know is this is this all kind of organic and like how you said earlier you know you're just moving off of the feeling or is it something where you've kind of studied other brands and tried to see how they've moved and applied some of the things to yourself
1: i i know that we are recording this and it might even be some people listening but i'm gonna let y'all in on the secret i don't do no planning but plan whatever you do plan it (laughs) i don't do no planning so yeah it's very organic and it's very much so like um so far as the whiskey glass so hold on let me make sure answer both parts of it because you did bring up a point yeah because i've been a because i've been a consumer of streetwear because i've been a consumer like yeah i'm not a fashion nigga but but because i've been a consumer of streetwear heavily like i'm too old to say it now but i when i was younger i just wasn't with the business casual or being dressed up so it's like i had to find something that always fit what I wanted to wear and kept me comfortable. So a good pair of Japanese denim and a t-shirt is my lane and a hot pair of shoes. We good. And then learning how to specialize, style that up, you start not looking like, Hey, you look crazy right now. You look presentable. So I stuck here. I got stuck in streetwear. Like, yo, I'm going to find a dope t-shirt, hoodie, crew neck jacket, whatever, some jeans and wherever I met is I'm like, Oh no, you look nice today. Good. Cause I wasn't putting on a tie. So because of that, Um, I've always been a huge consumer. Now, you did bring up bigger brands that do a lot of branding. I have always admired Bape and Supreme, not because Bape and Supreme are some of the biggest, but because they have always mastered slapping their name on something and having a cult following to buy into it. I always bring up the fact Supreme sold niggas a brick. Like Supreme made a concrete red brick that said Supreme on it, and niggas was outside for it. Niggas yep. had no plan to do anything with this brick. Yeah, bro. It, like, it was a real brick, yeah, no, yeah, bro. Like, real brick, like, bro. It it's, real
2: what the brick. fuck? Like it was like a brick, brick, like a, a brick, brick. It was a red like, brick. Like honestly, if you was building dude, a house,
1: a you could have given the brick to build, yeah.
0: someone and said, "Add this to the exactly. house." Exactly. That's Somebody what really made steal that
1: shit. that's what made it monumental. Like it, Ugh. we had to pay. I want to say people was paying fifty bucks for one. Gordo, yep. like it wasn't like you got a buy you know, a, a bag of bricks. You got one brick. Like niggas had nothing they could do with this brick. But it was nice. the fact that they had a line around the block. It was a shorty who got <laughs> his niggas brick already is. broken. Richie.
2: Okay. It was, I it was a shorty who brick was crazy, already broken that's, that's when he
1: got something. it. Uh and because of Supreme, bathing and Ape, I got some coasters. uh my girl had just recently got me some coasters that I really love, but like the fact that these two brands have never shied away. That's what I always made me be like, okay, if I'm gonna be into where I understand how my product must look, how it must be marketed, but I also need to brand it. And that's how you get that cult following. Um, another big brand of mine, it's not as big as the others, is Menace Los Angeles. Menace sold rims last year. They sold 100 spokes <laughs> with a logo. Like I had never seen no shit like that. Kiff just in California shit. Kif got the BMW that don't even release until 2022 that they put up for pre-order two years ago. Like when you Excellent. sit back and you like look at these brands, it's like they understood like okay, if people can't, you 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 have to get your consumer to buy into the brand, and then your clothing become like All right, I couldn't afford the BMW, so I'm gonna get the Kif hoodie. I couldn't afford. You know, the Supreme, what they had, that Louis Vuitton collection. So I'm going to grab one of them 30-buck tees. That's when it kind of changed. So that's some of the notes I took from the big brands. It's like, all right, I'm going to do some, I'm going to be really good at the clothing, but I'm going to still introduce some big branding items. And those that are like, no, I'm down for hooligan. They're going to buy it. And those that can't, they're going to be like, well, I got the tee and I got the the hoodie and still not feel like they've been shortchanged.
0: And see, I feel like I could have told that without even any of the you know, uh, explanation, because I follow these brands, right? So the way I, I see you do the drops, it reminds me of Kith, right? They have their Monday program, they're doing a different drop each Monday for a different, you know, story that they're telling, or when they're in season, you know, uh, Supreme is doing Thursday drops, Bape is doing Saturday drops, it's like a consistent drop every week or something like that. And that's kind of what i've seen from your social media maybe it might not be every week but it's a consistent timeline of drops of different stories you're telling and i think a big thing about you know how you were talking about branding and how supreme is able to sell a brick or how uh kith is able to sell a bmw it kind of goes back to the power of storytelling so and that's kind of where I wanted to go with even this whiskey glass and kind of, you know, the, the uh, watch that you had just released, you know, even if I might not know your personal story that you, you know, the motivation you put behind it, the marketing, the branding, the social media posts, it all tells a story. Maybe I'm creating the story, but there's still some storytelling in there. Um, Is that something you think about when you're releasing products or even special drops and things like that?
1: Absolutely. So um, how, I, what's the best way to explain it? I fucked up in the beginning trying to like explain each collection thoroughly when, when I released stuff. Like you would go on the website and it'd be like paragraphs. Not even, I won't say paragraphs, but it was a nice chunk of information about what it is I'm doing. Because, I had, because that's me. I literally tell a story. I really go in depth. I'm a historian, so I research a lot of things before I decide to make a flip of it for the brand. The reason I say I effed up about it, uh, even though it's, it's clothing, it still, still should be left for artistic impression. So if I'm telling you exactly what it is, then you might be prone to not really buy into it. It's like, all right, okay, I rock with what you're doing, but that's not it. But if I put something dope up and I explain like the collection itself, I have had so many conversations where people have just like, hey, I know why you made this, but this is why I got it. Oh, I see why you did that, but this is what it reminds me of. And it's like, that has allowed the brand to grow and expand so much more than me force, like me telling people like yo, I designed this watch because of my grandmother, and it really means something to me. Awesome story. But the whole like hood roly thing that comes from other people. Like, bro, this is like my this is like your roly. And it's like, damn, I wasn't aiming for the roly, but I'm glad you see it that way. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So leaving that. I think, and that's literally why the name of the watch is the watch in quotations. Like, you know what I'm saying? I give people like however you want to call it, whatever it's going to be deemed down the line as it become a, a, a historic moment for hooligan. It might have a retro name that's like, no, this is the so-and-so. This is the hood roll, or you or know, the hooligan, whatever people come up with. But I I intentionally try to produce things a little bit better of like, the collection theme is this. So like for me, with the humble beginnings, I, I would have, back in 2015, it would have been a paragraph. Now it's like, this collection is based off of where I started and where I'm at now. But when people bought into the butterfly egg or that that logo, people were explaining the butterfly to me and like, yo, you know, this is like rebirth and all that. I was like, damn, I didn't even think about it that way. I'm glad you <laughs> see it that way. You know, what I'm saying another thanks, person was like, I thanks. love you touching these colors. These colors is all about change. And I was like, I just like that color combo, but I'm glad you see that. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. so it like, yeah. leaving right. it open for interpretation. You know, what I mean, I, I realized that's very important.
2: I mean, but that's art in general, you feel me? Like, even when I do pieces, like, people, like, what you, like, I always feel like people, like, what's your idea behind it? I'm like, it's really not up to me. It's like, what do you feel about it? You feel me? Like, what is it? Like, like I'm like, that's really, that's really, you know, like, next level with the, you know, fashion fit. I feel like it's like when we take it to that type of art level where it's just like, it's expressive, you feel me? But, you know, what you, how you rock it and how you wear it makes it, your art, or how you know mm-hmm. it makes it makes the piece you feel me like or gives it what gives it meaning you feel me like so it's just like i, I fuck with that you feel me because i feel like in every form of, i feel like in every form of arts you know whether it be movie music you know drawing or like clothing like i feel like we should you know leave it up for interpretation for the consumer or the person that's um viewing it you feel me because I'm like, man, I'd be feeling like, man, bro, if we just do a gallery of just, like, putting your shit in frames or something like that, like, that'd be just... It's something
1: that, and that's crazy. It's something I thought about doing. Um, I, so the thing with Hooligan, and I know it wasn't really a question, but the thing with Hooligan, I'm always trying to outdo what I did the last time. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like you guys are always seeing these new concepts that seem like I put so much effort into it. It's a new story. It's something to be appreciated. Again, I'm never dissing people. But like, I'm not really into selling you guys the brand slapped on a shirt in different colors. It's just something I can't get into. Like, I just can't do it. I look at it like these are y'all hard earned dollars. This is what somebody has took the time out to give me their money for. They sitting on the Instagram page waiting on the release. And, and because I try to do things, if not every month, every two months. I need to come with it. I need, if you didn't wait it 30 days or 31 days, it's like, all right, hooligan, what you got. I don't want to come with like, yeah, it's hooligan and white fun on a black tee shot. Like, damn. All right. know what I'm saying? So just leaving, putting a lot of into it to leave it, uh, an impression on my own, but also for you guys, interpretation is big on me.
0: Yes, sir. Now, you know, from 2015 to 2021, the present day, um, you know, that's a short time, I guess, in terms of building a brand, but, you know, a quick Google search could show that you're already being mentioned next to, you know, other brands in Chicago, such as Juggernaut. You know, I I see, I'm seeing right now on the Foot Locker page, just because I've heard about it before. So I just wanted to make sure I had the right name, correct. But they, they listed you in their, in their, uh, I guess, homegrown platform yeah, for, you yeah, know so to it's showcase it's communities um so like i said from 2015 till now for you to be named in that sense from that company from footlocker something that we've known for our whole lives and things like that how does that feel and how did that come about
1: feels fucking amazing um come on, come on. <laughs> when i say when i say it feels amazing because it was a uh, uh almost, I never told the story, I almost blew the shot, like, I literally almost blew the shot, at the time I was working at CTA, so I just, like, got done doing a route, driving a route, and this is, I was way up north, I was working on the north side, like, way up, Foster Park, I mean, not Foster Park, uh, Forest Park, so I'm, like, way up north, and, um, I had just took a bus in, and I'm heading down Foster to Broadway, I'm gonna do the Broadway bus, and, uh, I'm walking in, it's this number from New York, blowing my shit down. You feel me? We in Chicago. We're not answering random numbers.
2: We're I did decline
1: this number four times. You hear me? Four times. My homie Kenny calls me. Kenny goes, hey, Rico, bro, I just left this meeting because he works up for like. I just left this meeting, bro. Uh, I feel like I was going to introduce this uh, thing next year. This is going into, uh, when was All-Star here? 2018, 2019. So they hadn't you even it, yeah. done homegrown yet. It was like, they hadn't done it in the Midwest. They had only done it on the West Coast. And uh, they was like, he's like, man, I just left this meeting, bro. They 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 introducing this thing, this platform. And your name was like already on the list. So be on the lookout. I was like, damn, for real. I was like, man, I appreciate that. He's like, bro, I didn't pitch you. Somebody already pitched you. You are already on the list, but look out for a New York number. And I'm like, bro, I just declined a New York number like four times, damn, bro, you damn. tweaking. <laughs> it's like, bro, <laughs> <just> like, bro. <laughs> Um, I so, call yeah, him back I, I call him back and uh, uh I think her name is Elizabeth. Liz was just basically like, "Yeah, you know, um is this the guy that owns hooligan or is this the team that owns hooligan? And I always tell people like it's just me, you know, I'm a one-man army. Like this is me, you know, I run the brand what's going on? And they were like, "We think that your brand is significant in Chicago. We think that we want to do um a showcase with you so before we can because what this ended up happening before we can do an official collaboration we're just gonna have what is like a showcasing for all-star weekend at one of our locations so it was like a double win right? i got the blessing i'm next to icon juggernaut and fake decent and we just showcased at uh on west side on madison for All-Star Weekend. So, like, for me, it was like, damn, I'm releasing my clothes at this big event, All-Star Weekend, that's busting. You know what I'm saying? It, it's crazy. This is perfect. Why everything's going on in Chicago for All-Star Weekend, I was able to have my brand in the mix of a lot of big things. What made it a blessing is, like, no exaggeration. Hooligans shut it down. I had the biggest crowd there. People was there all day. Everything that I brought into the showcase was sold out and gone. So the guy, like, the uh, one of the head honchos because i don't want to say the ceo himself but maybe like his fifth hand man walks up to me and was like yeah again what is your name and i'm like rico he's like yeah rico what you doing with hooligan we're working this was beautiful we're working you didn't have a crowd you didn't have a table that's how, how you brought up juggernaut manny and all them their own juggernaut left their table to come shake my hand like whatever you doing you got it this is beautiful Fake decent, all all these people are friends now. Icon, uh, moving all in with Icon. They literally were leaving their tables like, little homie, you got it. This is crazy. It was that much of a consistent crowd. So uh, we all got picked up. But um, later that fall, because I think that was winter, All-Star Weekend was that February. That fall, it was like, yo, let's do a collaboration. Let's do a release that's exclusively for Foot Locker. We're going to do the homegrown thing. We're going to do a video for it. Gonna do all this marketing and promotion for it uh we've been trying to bring this and introduce this to chicago you guys basically will be releasing clothes through us and um it was put on the table the contract was put on the table to do uh, maybe a few releases um for me it was just good to do one release i don't really want to shit on them but it was just good for me to do one release and uh, i was that it was it was great it was like uh, when i talked to all the old heads joe Corey, and all them at they instilled to me to appreciate the fact it was a billboard moment. So I did something with Foot Locker. And to this day, that's something that's brought up like, yo, you worked with Foot Locker and that's crazy. And it's like, damn, I really did. It was it was dope. It was a good experience to get the brand out there.
0: Definitely, Super definitely. facts. And bro, I mean, just you being able to shake hands with all those other brands and them kind of big you up. That's, that's big as well, especially, the Chicago brands, brands yeah, you might have looked up yo. to and things like that. Um, what I want to ask now, as far as, you know, you speaking to these other brands, have you ever done a collaboration with another brand or have you ever thought about that?
1: Have I ever collaborated with another brand? No, I, I have done some designs for some brands. Um, but I haven't collaborated with another brand And I hope I'm not lying. What's crazy is I usually collaborate with friends. I'm not against uh, collaborating with other brands. Um, To be fair, I feel like a collaboration would come with two brands at the table. And a lot of times when it has been pitched and talked about, it'd be kind of like you hot at what you do. So you design it. And then I'm going to slap my name on it. And we're going to say we collaborated. So I kind of always just walk away from it. Like we could be mid coming up with some heat. And I'd be like, "All right, cool. Send me your part," and that part never yeah, happened. So I was like, "Okay, yet. they were right, so <laughs> right." Right, right. <laughs> so I just like I just yeah. leave it on the table. Like, it's, right. Like, when That's I say it's right, plenty of collabs that one day somebody could call me and be like, Hey, remember in 2016," I'd be like, "Yeah, I remember we was working on something. Like, let's finish that." Oh, okay, bet it's still uh, in the email somewhere. Um, so, but for me, I would say that uh, I've enjoyed more time collaborating with homies um i'm not really so like the the glass thing uh the whiskey glass my homie Dion is the drunk bartender that has been my friend way before he realized he was going to be the drunk bartender so it was just easy like for him he's another person that thinks my brand is hot for him it was just like hey we did a t-shirt last year two years ago and he's like bro we got to do a part two i want to do a flask getting flask done wasn't going to be in a timely manner But for me, that's probably going to be part three. Y'all got it exclusively here. But, like, I just wanted to do a flask. It fits with the hooligan aesthetic, and it fits with what he's doing. As the drunk bartender, I just thought it would be witty. We couldn't get the flask done in enough time, so it's like, all right, well, let's do a whiskey glass. Because, you know, I I drink whiskey more than all the, like, you know, fancy, frilly drinks, and it just worked. Like, let's do some whiskey glasses. Um, The watch, that's me. I did something a while back with my homie that passed away that had the podcast. Um. Yeah, like I, I can't really run them all right now, but a lot of the collaborations I do or have worked on is like with the homies, like, and I, cause I'm very open, like I said, to branding. So if Darius yeah. was just like, hey, bro, let's do a poster series. If somebody said, hey, let's do a stylus pin for the iPad, like shit like that gets me more excited than like, hey, let's do a t shirt. Yeah. It's like, eh, let's do something else. <laughs> 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 let's do something else.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause you know, the streetwear realm, um, they're collab crazy, right? It's, it's almost like, it's out, almost out of control. And anytime I read an interview with any successful brand, um, when they speak about collaborations, they always talk about, you know, it has to be, um, for it to be successful, it has to be organic, which goes back to, you know, how you said you run your brand organic. Uh, because today, even the biggest brand, sometimes it could be as simple as licensing something out, slapping two logos on a shirt and throwing it out the door. And that kind of waters down the scene, so I like how you answered that question.
1: Hey, I got a mm-hmm. comment on something,
2: man, talking about collaborations. When I first saw that North Face Gucci collab, I thought it was fake. I thought it was fake. I seen the I, I seen shorty, it was like North Face Gucci. I'm like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's but that,
0: that's, that's, that's
2: why I asked, that's, that's how, how it goes out here. Now. Yeah, like, brands are, you know, like, yeah. Fucking, We
0: finna get the money together, you
2: feel me? Like. Right, And then, you
0: know, you do want to make sure it's it's organic. Well, I said organic earlier, but you want to make sure it's authentic because Mm. there are a lot of brands that might look at your name and say, like you said earlier, oh, you're hot. Let me let me eat off what you got rather than it's really mutual. We really rock with each other's designs and things like that. So, you know, that's something to Uh, definitely keep your eye out for when you are building a brand, you know, you don't want to water down that product. So, and I
1: also look at the collaborations being so saturated these days. So for me, like when I kind of brought up different items, you have to sit at the table and name something crazy. Like like when I say crazy, I do it. Like if we was all to sit and be like, yo, let's do a again and a COD podcast collaboration. I'm not doing a tea with y'all, but let's do a microphone. It sounds crazy until it's a microphone done and it's like, yo, niggas did a mic. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm always thinking about what is actually going to make this collaboration big when you think of so, some of the most listen but when you think about some of the most successful or iconic collaborations it's either two big ass brands that you didn't think would collab or face and gucci or somebody did some shit you didn't even think about ever doing that's just what be hot everything man, else man. you forget it even happened you forget it was ever this brand and this brand did a t-shirt or this brand and this brand did that but if you say i hey, remember when Louis Vuitton and Supreme did the fucking, what was that, a Ferrari? Whatever car they did, you never forget that because it's like, damn, niggas went and did a car collab.
2: You know what I'm saying?
1: So I kinda kinda put that pressure on people when they talk about a collaboration. Let's do something we ain't never did before. I don't wanna do a do T-shirts.
2: So based off you saying that, would you step into the NFT realm?
1: If I understand the hell, yeah, I was outside looking like a fucking moron. I got to stop first. <laughs> I was looking at like a moron about-
2: This old lady told me the same <laughs> thing at, at Walgreens. <laughs> I was
1: looking like a moron like four months ago. Like I had somebody really explain it to me, and I know if I could have stepped out of my body, I was doing a classic, right? No, for real. No, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, I thought about that and not knew anything she was explaining to me about the NFTs. I was trying to follow it. Yeah, I think I ever called you not too long ago and I was like, so what am I doing exactly? Like, it just keeps... I'm missing exactly what's happening for me to jump into it. Hey,
0: Gordo is the NFT consultant. That's all I know. <laughs> He's tapped I me. Mean, sold you know, a couple.
2: I mean, I'm just an advisor at this point. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I'm an advisor. I don't I don't really consult with niggas. <laughs> I mean, I, I do some consulting in regards to, you know, graphic uh, shit, but like, other than that, I'm really an advisor when it comes to NFTs. Like, I haven't made any major sales yet, but I mean, like big sales. But like, i didn't made you know small sales for NFTs, and you know, we <clears throat> we get ready to drop the last two of the um the series that we did. So you know, if the all five sales, you know, that's gonna be a big thing in our build, You feel me? So mm-hmm. I'm just like you know, I just feel like with the NFTs, it's just like it's just it's a realm that's you know starting to pick up because now, like the crazy thing is, there are um. Clothing metaverse brands. clothing yeah metaverse clothing starting to come out so it's just like you know fuck it i can get
0: my avatar me some
2: metaverse hooligan ain't nobody right. that, you feel me, hey, right? Bro. Right.
0: the funniest thing funniest thing right so we all know well we all know supra right the uh mm-hmm. skate shoe brand right so i guess a couple years ago that was their heyday they they announced a few days ago that they are relaunching their brand as a metaverse brand so basically they're just going to be producing digital clothing but i guess their incentive is when you buy this nft clothing or digital clothing you'll also get the real version sent to you so like i'm
2: looking at it i'm like yeah, I, all right i, I get I, it I but kim it's like to do that shit bro yeah. but that's the crazy thing about it i told kim you should do that shit I literally said, Kim, you know what? This is crazy. You put this shit, you put, you making t-shirts. i was just Woo. trying to
1: explain that to Marissa, the metaverse. I'm sorry. I'm
2: right. <laughs> put that, put that <laughs> shit on the shirt. And when these people buy this NFT, they just get this shirt and niggas did not listen to me. So it's just like, it's, you know, it's crazy how marketing works. You know, like, you know, one man doesn't do it. The next man will, you know, it's just like, and like
0: you said, marketing, because when I'm sitting there, like, oh, y'all, y'all relaunching as a digital brand, but you're still going to send out real product. I'm like. Honestly, you're just relaunching, but yeah, it's can, the way that they can, position it now. It's the We're a digital brand, out, yeah, know. exactly. That's the, and that's
2: how I always tell people, you know, it's just it's all about the creative direction. You feel me? You know, and how you, you 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 utilize that in marketing. You know, from the launch to like the actual, you know, finished product. You feel me? So it's just like that's that's fucking crazy that they that they came out with that and stated like stated it that way, like we're going to, you know, be just strictly metaverse. I mean, maybe just, you know, like the seal, like the seal version of it's just like,
0: you got to be probably, you're not going to go to footlocker and get supers anymore. You probably just got to bid for their NFT in in the metaverse
2: or whatever uh, platform they choose to utilize. But yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, man. Things is evolving out here. But I guess, you know, when we speak about evolution, what what is next for a hooligan brand? What's on the table? Without giving people too much.
1: No, it's cool. I'm always very transparent with the brand. It's arrogant to say, but I like to say some of my ideas because people never do them because they're really scared. Like I told the watch last year and it was like, ah, this nigga crazy. Then I did the watch. (laughs) It was like, yo, you really did a watch.
2: You did
1: I a tail, a too, bike. bro. Like, you did a beach tail. Oh, yeah, I did different. do a beach tail. See, people got to remind me. I do some crazy stuff. And the poncho. The poncho was crazy. Yeah, the poncho. The poncho was crazy. Um, I want to do a bike. So, in the summertime, I usually try to link up with the guys. Um, Many, many summers ago, I was trying to get everybody to come out of the hoop all the time. I'm just really big on that we're getting older, so just trying to stay active. So, I just how everybody come link up at the beach. And we would act like we were shorty still. We'd be out there hooping for hours. Getting everybody together to hoop on concrete is kind of crazy now. But somehow I convinced niggas to ride the bike from the low end to the north side on the bike trail. And they loving that. So it was like, uh, I think my next next objective is to try to do the hooligan bike. Like get a bike made and brand it out that way. It'd be really dope. since I already get a bunch of people together to ride bike. Yeah, That'd be crazy. I don't even have
0: you had, have you had any, I
2: need a (laughs) bite.
0: And (laughs) I was going to ask if you have any plans for, uh, you know, brick and mortar or your clothes being available in, in person. I'm not sure if you only are digital only right now or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I let homie slide to the crib and cop something. Or if I, you know, had a pop-up event. That's been a question asked to me a lot lately. Um, i don't want to rain on the parade but that's a market i've studied for a long time brick and mortar is not what it used to be for sure it, and it actually has made some of the greatest brands get devalued 100%. brick and mortar because brick and mortar has given comfort to the consumer we just so saw you fat tiger their doors yeah when you when you when you have your favorite streetwear brand And it's hard to get it. Like right now, Hooligan is hard to get. Let's just say y'all all all think Hooligan is one of your favorites. It's hard to get. When it's at the store, you like, I will get to it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's there, I'll get to it. It's not not an urgency of when I'm like, yo, it's releasing today. And if you get it, you get it now. It's like a shit. I was going to pay this bill, but I'm going to get this shirt. When it's sitting at the store, it's like, I got a couple weeks. I got maybe a month. I'll get to it when I get to it. But the rent to a brick and mortar has gone up so much in the last 10 years that nice. it's like a lot of a lot of streetwear brands can't really rely on a consumer to be like i'm gonna get to it when i get to it they want those days of just consistent foot traffic yeah. um so some of my so some of my favorite brands that i do fuck with that are still probably leave i have an open door policy like ftp ftp and the hundreds have just a big ass warehouse they buy a yeah. nice size loft space with all their stuff in there and all their team just work. You know what I'm saying? They kick it in there and they do their thing and they deck it out. I will have an open door policy where people can come through and maybe the front part of my my loft space is where you can just kind of buy the latest collection. Um, and I've never wanted a brick and mortar, like a hooligan store. I just always wanted a creative space that people from the, you know my neighborhood, I understand, is other avenues to get into stuff. Yes. So so like a real life like hooligan store clothes on the rack shop with me it just sound like a bill and it has yeah. never been really
2: attractive to me and you said something strong man scarcity breeds demand you know what i'm saying people mm-hmm. like pe- people love one of ones
1: Period. Yes, they like love it right love it and what, yeah. like i said when, you know, when they see it in the rack like like now not feel like it's keeping their doors open through shoes but like you're not really in the urgency if it ain't a, a mic release it's not really an urgency the shoes is there you know what i'm saying you
2: like it's, yeah. it's there <laughs> hey, it's funny man i was going to get some new running shoes and i popped in the foot Locker, right my first time in forever right and i popped in there and i and i can't even make it up man they didn't have my size at all so it's funny you you know they're not even stocking stuff anymore you know it's all online so they, they you know
0: that's a fact that is It is nature yeah. to be now yeah, you know it's crazy
2: that you mentioned uh, I was gonna say it's crazy that you mentioned like how to you know like you'd have to utilize that space in a different way, you know. And it's and that's and I, I and I'm like I kind of you know like I, I thought of that idea because you know I was like man as an artist, I'm like I always wanted to do a gallery, but I'm like it's you know, even with a gallery, like it's a lot of, you know event planning and shit like that to keep the doors open because you got to keep that traffic in. You feel me? So I'm like, I've always thought about like, you know, combining those two elements like brick and mortar like clothing brand store, probably gallery type of shit with like event planning to like kind of make this shit kind of happen, you feel me, or work or make it possible. But just like, I get what you're saying, like, you know, that, that shit is a deal, you know, and it's like, that's another thing that, you know, a lot of like clothing brands are like, I feel like even you know, you mentioning that for a lot of young designers that are listening to this like that's knowledge that they can take in and be like you know what maybe i'm not going to work towards the store i'm going to work towards something different or creating a space that's not just totally a store you feel me you know yeah. like i'm
1: mentioning- I have, for, for those that are listening this is like real now again i'm not trying to say what's perfect for people i know people have a dream for their brick and mortar right. but my own research like like i said bobby hundreds them to give an example one of the biggest streetwear brands they might not be everybody's favorite no more but the hundreds literally owns like a lacuna loft size space and like so many other small brands in la businesses and things like that literally rent lofts out of their building so like floor that was on if y'all ever seen complex blueprint when they mm-hmm. did their little interview that whole floor is the hundreds but the whole building is not the hundreds they mm. have people that do lost shit in they building. They have a skate park for a skate. Like they literally are getting paid from people that rent out their spaces because having a hundred stores is just not the thing. Having a place where my clothes is already stocked and shelf for shipping and handling and maybe somebody slide through a cop works. FTP, yes. FTPs is not as huge, but fuck the population. Literally when he did his interview, it's him and a desk. It's different homies that run a different branding and parts like that. And they does, you know, they're younger. So they like kind of smoking and stuff. But then the other side is a rack. And when it's the new collection and all the shipment and things like that, cool in the front of the space for very small foot truckers, because they're not really them. And I think carrots, but I, could, I think carrots has a store. So it might not be carrots, but they don't really do foot traffic either. I think carrots do appointment. They had like a very small rack where like, let's just say, y'all, we did a t-shirt that new t-shirt on the rack if you stop by I you can buy this shirt but sitting in here and shopping all day no nah, order online this is the workspace it's the work hub and like i'm watching that happen more and more you guys brought up fat tiger we all know joe and them have been very successful the, the brand is not gonna die but i do no. know that west loop and everything that they probably spend in the to keep the doors open and all of us is not just sitting in there every day it's probably like yeah this ain't it this is this yeah. not it yeah
0: now, earlier, you know, I know Paul was mentioning, you know, scarcity breeds demand, um, you know, in resale or I just messed up my whole flow. But in <laughs> in streetwear. Right. We've seen that scarcity breeds resell. Have mm-hmm. you have you seen that yet? I mean, I'm not I'm not sure if hooligans on on stock X or anything, so it might not be out in the open. But have you have you even dope. heard of
1: people reselling hooligan? So, you know, somebody recently, I'm glad you asked me, somebody recently asked me to look up if people have been reselling my stuff. I don't know. I ain't even, because I know, I know it's not stock X level. Yeah. Maybe I should go into, like, Boneyard and see if it's in there or something. Or maybe yeah. I should just see if it's even been some small, like, yo, you got that, I wanted that. I don't know. I haven't even... I didn't look into that. Like I said, I get sometimes real consumed on trying to outdo the last, but that would probably be colder than anything that I've done. If somebody, if people are reselling something that I've sold, that shit would be crazy. Like, I'd be like, yeah. damn, I'm actually doing this shit.
0: Because you know, I was just thinking, you know, when you kept mentioning the watches and it's like, damn, I, I can't get a watch anymore. I don't even know if they're going to do a watch. I started thinking to myself, should I reach out to someone? How much that watch is going for, you know? No, nah, you, like, you, you got time. Know. I'm going
1: a, to a do yeah. the watch. I'm going to do the pre-sales for the watch again, if not middle of January, end of January. So because it was like, and this is how I took it personally, I think it hit people in the head real like, are you for real? So I, it, it was a good sale, but it wasn't as massive as people were excited about it. Now that the watch is physically out there, it's like, holy shit, you were serious. I know it's yeah, a lot more really people. Yeah, you really
0: that.
1: Yeah, so I just kind of want the people that did hop on the wagon, they kind of trusted the vision to feel like they're exclusive for a while. And I'm going to do another pre-order for that same face and that same design. Probably, like I said, either mid, mid-January, mid end of January, because it's still a process of, like, the jeweler has to make it. So right now, that shit is but He's not finna do no watches. Sure. He's he not messing with them. <clears throat> Right. How
0: is it working with other people? Because I know with clothing, it's, it's one thing, you know, you take a lot of time sourcing the materials, filling that out, either getting printers and embroiders. And that might feel second nature to you. But how is it working with maybe a jeweler or with, you know, the drunk bartender, as you said, to come up with samples? And because that might be a little bit higher level than garments.
1: You Ready for the plot twist? Oh, yeah. all of those that's supposed to be harder are easier the clothing Jeez. never is easy the clothing is never easy Um, I have one of the best printers in the city I hope he's listening I'm jealous now because everybody go to him so what mm. used to be like I got you in a week or two it's like yo I got people it's like look uh, sometimes we have to um, sometimes I'm not able to do the sizing that I want because that comes with like, if I see something crazy in L.A., I'm looking at a trend of, like, real big oversizing. It's like, I, I need that. I want a massive from the collar to the, to the bottom. And it's like, I ain't got a strain that big. Chill. It's like, damn. Uh, Chicago, I say this all the time. I'm proud to say it. I'm speaking for every last one of my brand owners. Chicago is afraid of embroidery, and that is pissing us off. So if anybody feel like they are down in the dumps, don't know how the next thing gonna flip their next million, get a fucking embroidery machine. We have to go, anybody has a brand, if you're not somebody grandma trying to do like reunion t-shirts, the rest of us, this shit is hard.
0: <laughs> this shit
1: is embarrassingly hard. It's only two people we know to do 3D embroidery. 3D embroidery is what y'all, what we all love to get off of fitted hat and new era mm-hmm. so that the embroidery actually comes off in, it's only it's literally only two people in the city of Chicago that do that. Um, some people ain't got enough colors. Some people don't know how to digitize your artwork. So they're like, yeah, we can't do that. So they will take. I have had people that took a whole hooligan logo and then tried to sell me back something that they basically typed up themselves. Like embroidery Man. in Chicago would be it's quite shocking how it's not easy. Man. They don't know how to do their alignments, all of all the different. <laughs> crew necks, hats, or whatever might have different placement, sizing, Man. spacing. It's crazy. So the two that, the three that's the best. is like hell and hot water to get an appointment with. So you might have to put in your embroidery on what's today, the twenty eighth, December twenty eighth, and still not get it to March. Who the hell? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <laughs> what's that's fucking. Other crazy. people. A lot of the bigger white companies here in the city of Chicago, they got crazy criteria like. Yeah, we do meetings. We'll sit down and meet with you. Then we'll discuss what it's like. Embroidery in Chicago is like embarrassingly too hard. It makes no sense on how difficult it is to get embroidery done here. Hmm. If anybody's
0: listening, that's a whole bag. That's a whole bag. Please, please
1: and call me as soon as you get the machine. I'm your customer. Please.
0: Fact though.
2: About to get off topic. The niggas go see Spider-Man.
0: All right. I hey. haven't seen it yet. Nope. Shit, is it. Shit is hard. Shit is hard. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to like it, man. You're going to like it.
1: I'm, I know I'm going to love it. I haven't seen it yet, though. I was going to bring
2: up another movie. I seen the matrix. Y'all seen the matrix? Oh yeah. Lord, I like I it.
1: Like, I, was like, I was like, that's what I
2: really want to That's a divisive movie. The and shit, and I the it. Metaverse. Like, <laughs> if you really back in the matrix again, you yeah. really like, Right. like, yeah, what's yeah. going on? You know, yeah. how do you I didn't like the. I ain't
1: like that shit though. That shit was boo-boo. I've always loved the, the matrix series. Like, I was very, very, very excited to see that movie. I've literally waited the whole year for that movie to be disappointed. I did not like The Matrix. <laughs> that movie was boo <laughs> I didn't like The Matrix because of, I think you can kind of see what personally had went on behind the scenes and making the fourth one was shown on screen, but also just like... I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I always thought Neo flying was the stupidest shit they added. We didn't need that shit. So like with the movie ending with them both flying now, it's like here we go. I think um I think they have potential for a great storyline, but I also feel like making Morpheus what they made. It was just like a lot of like it felt like it felt like niggas was in the ideal room throwing shit against the wall and instead of trimming it down, it's like we're gonna use all of this this is perfect this is what i I think was was, it was
0: i think the movie was mad meta like almost (laughs) almost like extra meta which i mean i got it when you're looking at it from that standpoint like it was a lot of stuff like i feel like there was tongue-in-cheek jokes like how you're saying they're throwing stuff at the wall Mm -hmm. i feel like there was a lot of jokes on you know there was some comments about oh this is what Reboots are just re like they had some writers' room where people were throwing jokes. Yeah, about, it was like, yeah, let's was put up a cat. The like they yeah, were breaking the fourth wall. That's what they was doing. They was breaking the fourth wall. They was, everything was a metaphor. They was commenting <laughs> on hipsters. They was commenting on today. Commenting on it was a lot of comments, you
2: know. But <laughs> yeah. I didn't really. So it's like, is this like a one off thing or is they supposed to be doing like three, like two more of these? like so what what was trilogy? supposed to be behind uh, the
1: scenes? What was supposed to be behind the scenes is because like uh the sisters' parents had died, but Warner Brothers mm. still wanted the movie. So when they brought that up, like when they were in the movie breaking that fourth ball about Warner Brother forcing this to be a fourth game, that really what happened. The the, the sisters was done. Three yeah. was ending like that without us knowing what the fuck was gonna happen next. That was it. We're done. We had a great movie. Warner Brothers is like Matrix is one of the most iconic things to hit film nigga you're making one and it's like what like, yeah you're making one they thought one that shit was with that kind of I- energy we could see a new trilogy but i hope not i do you not, not want to want
2: hear that it, i'm gonna be real I, no just real quick just real quick it, yeah. they uh because even in the um credits it didn't have the wachowskis it just had lana it just had oh, lana man. wachowski you know what i'm saying and I was just like, I was like, man, where, you know, where the other ones at? So it makes mm-hmm. sense that, you know, they put the pressure on them, like, hey, somebody's gonna make this, either that That's or we gonna, gonna make it, you know.
1: We, we, this movie gotta be made. Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I, so do ahead. you think? So
2: now at this point, do you think that this movie was made truly as a troll to? The fact that Warner that Brothers was
1: the troll there lawyer. was some trolling that's there was I'm some like, trolling in like the scene movie lot. Like <laughs> <line>. it was <laughs> like
0: <laughs> a it was like a middle I finger like oh, oh, it yeah. was like a middle oh, finger yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah i'm like, I'm like this has gotta be a troll film to like be making like they like they literally talking about well you know in reboots they do blah 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 i'm like okay yeah. but what yo you see man?
0: what i <laughs> you see what you see what i did not want to hear was the name warner brothers because when you speak about Warner Brothers forcing Whoa. a reboot, Warner Brothers really forced uh, the Space Jam and that
1: shit was trash. That was awful. Horrible. Everything in the movie was a Warner Brothers commercial. Everything was, right. was a Warner Brothers advertisement. I, <laughs> didn't I didn't like movie.
0: it, fam. They got to stop pushing these uh, reboots because obviously they can't do it justice. Nah, not
2: at all. And I'm... I'm, I'm, and I'm, and I'm I'm gonna tell you something else. They came out with a new game, a new uh, mobile game too, Lord of the Rings. I'm like, man, when was the last Lord of the Rings movie made?
1: Right,
2: see, like, man, that shit done.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you
2: know, they still be pushing the Hobbit and shit like that now. So, you know. Yeah, come on, man. Like, come on, and, and hold on, hold on, and just to that effect, and I don't even know if it's Warner Brothers, it probably is, but I've been seeing, uh, I've been seeing advertisement for Malibu's most wanted. Y'all been seeing that?
1: No, I ain't it's seen like, that. We bro, don't need like,
2: a remake of that. No, no. The, they've been having advertisements for the original Malibu's Most Wanted hmm. on like Instagram. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like, man, yeah. were they holding Where that up from? and now,
0: now are putting it out?
2: And I think that was made by Warner Brothers. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. they
1: definitely got an intern that's like, yo, we just need to reduce all of this right here. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Yes. Hey,
2: it ain't original. No- Right, it ain't no fresh ideas on the table, y'all. We just gonna go ahead and stick to what we know. <laughs> hey man. So back to the Bulls sports, oh. my man. So oh, you know, we still number two in the conference, you know, everybody coming yes, back. Yes, sir. I know we won. Hold I know we
0: won last week when we was off. So we, we couldn't we couldn't go crazy. Well. We won okay last word. Night. Man, hold on, I, Rosen, I, I actually, stop, man. Rosen and
2: Jack Levine did this. Uh they actually hit a step where they was like the first two players since uh Michael Jordan and Scotty Pimper and do 30 plus in a game and nine plus assists. Hold on, hold on, We gotta stop. We gotta stop. John Madden. Yeah, oh he yeah, passed. Madden he passed. passed. He died today. Yeah, he, he died passed. today. Oh, man. Yeah. You bought you bought yeah, sports. Yeah, he died today. He died today. 85 years 85. old. Probably like a like, an hour ago, they just put
0: that up. Legend.
2: Check Legend. On my dad,
1: bro, he probably riding around in circles.
0: Jeez.
2: <laughs> <laughs> gee, I didn't even feel, I'm like, gee, when you realize John Madden, like, was born in, like, 1930 or some shit, like, that nigga Crazy. was so old. Like, he was Crazy. old as hell. Like, Crazy. bro, Crazy. Can, you, can you imagine like, that? I I, like, I don't think I've never played uh, Madden without his voice on it. So it's just like the next one is gonna be very intriguing to see, you know, like who's right, gonna right. replace John Madden
1: on Madden. They're gonna put Kevin Hart on that. <laughs> Hell <laughs> la. no. Rock- <laughs> <laughs> you know they always, Hart, you the, the pass, they always fuck it up when the legend passed. <laughs> they always fuck
0: it up. They gonna pick- Hart, 2K22. right. <laughs> 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 <The Olsen laughs>
1: Twins or yeah. Like what? Hey,
0: yo. Hey uh, another, uh, right. All right, since we're going on, over man. big, big topics on the internet, man, let me get y'all opinion on this uh, uh Game Boy table that they're mad at Logan Paul about, because I don't understand it. It's his property. Agree. Let him do what he wants to do.
2: First off, if the Game Boys are functional or non-functional, the man paid for them, bitches, with That's his cash. People act and like so they was like... playing
0: Game Boys yesterday. I'm like, you is and not. You like... Game Boys... A lot of dust in the back end, you know, him killing nine
2: game boys does not take out all the game boys in population. (laughs) Like like I can't stand nerds and you can games. go on ebay right now <laughs> like, and like, buy one I'm, come on like i'm one of them but i'm like they ask me annoying as hell. like they just be hating because they didn't do it you feel me like yeah. that's all they really do. bro that's like somebody making a table out of some sega saturns and we're gonna get mad about bro, it. Like, like shut so, up so that's what i'm yeah, gonna shut now. up watch right? somebody do the same thing using a playstation one console a playstation right. two console a playstation three console nobody's gonna fucking complain
0: that's so gonna Martin, be a big ass table. Nobody
2: gonna complain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but just because Logan Paul took the time to do this shit first. They is mad. They gonna be mad, you know. But I'm like, I can feel him. He out here, he out here. His boxing career, I ain't even got time to comment on that. But you know, <laughs> niggas be out here hating, you know. And, and you, you know what? Like, they they mad at there. they mad at Logan because of Jake. <laughs> you know what i'm saying it ain't even got nothing to do it longer <laughs> i mean yeah, they, they just don't boxing career
0: his brother hey man that's, that's really. we just gotta good. we just gotta we just gotta tell it straight jake is paying these people off i can't i tyrone man like how many kicks has he taken to the face and all of a sudden he gets knocked out by this guy hey bro Come on, hey man. bro this is it's crazy, crazy. It's crazy. I don't even want to oh, talk damn, about. Damn,
2: my mama hugging and smiling after the motherfucking fight, and I got knocked
0: out. Nah, nah, nah. That. Yeah. nah. she hugging and smiling because they got paid. Come on, let's be real. Yeah, we already
2: know that. I As mean, <laughs> black people, we know that's the reason. Fucking you said. Oh Come man. On. Hey, somebody my else needs. Hey, somebody else need to put up some money. And yeah, to have Jake fight a real fighter, that's what they need to do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they can't be in his at this point. Somebody from over. The streets gonna have to Rocky train and fight him. You feel me? You just that's send Crip back. Like, send Crip back, that back. That's the there, only man. way he's going That's the only way we gonna defeat this motherfucker. Like somebody Bad gonna defeat. have to Rocky train for like six months and come and beat Buddy <laughs> ass. Like, look, you gotta be straight from the streets like
1: this. Yeah. Guy has to fight Somebody from the wow. streets. Hey, right? we got we how got we got a new Kimbo Slice.
0: We gotta send Buddy from uh, Dust over there, the Detroit, the Detroit guy who teaching people how to, you know, take the guns well, out
1: of the hand. Got to <laughs> <and> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> He would have died three times one. today. The, on, the only man that can say
2: three times, boy. Hey, hey his dad, he said he said he, he said we gotta defeat him. We need to start a petition. <laughs> Bro, hey, Jake Paul, you feel me? Because I'm like, I ain't liking how you doing. G doing niggas in the ring, bro. It's not. No, this ain't adding up. Yeah, nah, man. nah. Find a white
0: trying. guy next, man. Leave us alone right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, keep man. seeing that that imagery. Too many. Black hey, Justin, and, and and
2: Justin Bieber was gonna fight Tom Cruise, man. I, I got money on Justin. Fuck <laughs> You know what I'm <laughs> saying?
0: Hey, he probably taller, he probably taller than Tom Cruise. Jeez, <laughs> Justin, hey, hey, Justin was gonna hey. Tom Cruise. Hey, but before we, before we go, go all over the place, let's, uh, let's, uh, I guess, let me wrap this up real quick. Um, what, what's the one, I guess, what's one thing you want to leave with any young designer who is looking at this episode today?
1: It's always a tough question. Um, but I have had the same answer for quite some time now. There's more than one window. For anybody that's listening, anybody inspired to do anything, it you know, doesn't have to just be designing clothes. There's more than one window. As a creative, as an entrepreneur, I'm watching people look at one perspective on how to do something, mm. and it's hindering people. Like, it is so many things you can do with the thing that you're inspired or have a passion for. You don't have to follow anybody's already set blueprint and you damn sure don't have to go the route that everybody else is going. There's literally infinite amount of windows and things to market, brand, dive into to still be associated with what you have a passion for. There are so many things to do. And like, um, uh, and I want to say in addition to that, shake the table. I'm watching everybody get comfortable. Like, Shake the table, do some shit that make people come out, make people be like, I'm looking forward to it. like, don't forget that that's a part of being a creative in any lane of this, even with the podcast and anything like that, shake the table. How are you going to mix it up um, a little bit different from what's the usual, but definitely that is more than one window and it, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's not angering. It was angering some years ago, but it's heartbreaking that I'm watching people like, I just got to do exactly what that person did and I'm going be all right. When well, it's like, or you can do something brand new or you can do something a little bit different. Wow. Yes, sir.
0: Now, you know, every time we have or what we used to do every time we had an artist on here, we would have them, you know, what what song of yours would would, you know, we would ask them what song of theirs would they like to play at the end of the episode. But recently we just been playing songs at the end of the episode that we like. So I want to ask you what song would you want to end your episode with?
1: It's not fair. All right, bro, that's not fair, this man. I'm listen fucking to, hell to music, lover, right? I, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love music. <laughs> I don't even know when I'm not, I'm probably listening to a song on this air pod. Uh, hey, what's your go, go with... to?
2: What's your go to? Your I got an idea
0: of who he's gonna pick, but I don't want to put it out there until he said.
1: You know it's gonna be Jigger. I gotta go with Jigger because I knew it. I knew it. Come on, come on. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Like you can't come forget on, that happened man. this week. Niggas threw Wayne up at Jigger, so it's like I'm come literally on. sitting here. I'm gonna go with. I want to go with an undercover jammy jam for people to be like, "Damn, this is hot!" But I'm gonna let people do their own digging and then go with a surface hit that okay. still don't get enough attention. Let's go with imaginary players from value.
0: Come volume. on.
1: Imagine
0: that. <sighs> come on, son. Come on, man. How y'all feeling you,
1: you don't you don't hustle for that long
0: and put out a watch and a whiskey glass and really? not listen to I already knew it was coming, man. <laughs> it's the swag, man. You, hey man. You, man. Yeah, man. I like that shit. Hell yeah. Were you you was gonna end end us off with something, Gordo? I think I cut say, you off. You
2: know, Hov really said that can't nobody come see him, you feel me? And I'm like, I really don't know who can really come see him in reality. Like, I've been... Kanye can give him a run for his money. I say, yeah, I said, yeah, I told people Ye can give him a run for his money. But People always want to go for, well, Kanye ain't not really a gangster rapper. Okay, well, let's just deal. I us be, not a gangster rapper.
1: I, I am a, I know my tweet was seen when I said, can't nobody fuck with Jay. And I'm a huge Jay fan, but let's be fair, all right? I'm going to be fair, and I'm going to you know let everybody wrap up the show. Let's be fair on the topic. Jay-Z as an artist can't be matched, but not everybody has listened to Jay albums. So, like, I can spit songs for songs for songs, and those that listen to Jay-Z going to be like, yo, ain't nobody touching them top 10, and we talking about Jay got hundreds. We're going to go with 10. But it's still going to cause for some people to be like, yo, you ever listen to, uh, I'll have to be like, you ever listen to uh, Can't Knock the Hustle off of this album? And they'd be like, no, nah, not nah, for real. So it's like Jay is in a box of like, and I've seen a lot of people tweet it. I was Jay's best club hits. Still, what was his hot club hits? It's still at a time that like we were all shorty shorties. So the shorties on us now ain't never even heard the shit. So that's right. just not happening. Right. So then Can if we gotta you, you see know what I'm saying? Right. Like we yeah. gonna be in there
2: like this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. like that ain't it, bro?
2: Big yeah. so when,
1: when you think of it, like what's an OG to the generation that's debating it? That's where Wayne come in. But for us, Wayne was like when we were preteens and teenagers. It's not an OG, and he's an OG now. But he's like, you don't say him, Kanye. Kanye gonna kill it because Kanye has wrote and produced so many hits oh, wow, that yeah, it's yeah. like Jay-Z my dog and he didn't wrote and produce. Well he didn't wrote, I don't know if he really produced, but it's like Ye yeah, can just go in there with a bunch of songs that ain't even really his songs. Like he can just be like, I'm gonna do these So hell, I'm gonna put your songs on my list. And it's gonna be like fuck, nigga. Yeah, um, I was like, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. what I
2: said, like half Kanye the blueprint, half, half the right. blueprint right. album is Yay. You right. <laughs> You're, <laughs> right. You're right. <laughs> like, well, when, you when you question, yeah, like, when, when years, you question, yeah, right. When you question, yeah, and be like, "Hey, what's your catalog?" It's like, dude, got a, a real catalog. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got a catalog that ain't even him. He, he could pull out fifty songs that ain't even him. Both gonna have <laughs> to
0: be like no you know production, you know no production. Like, no production. Right. You don't have to put <laughs> some stipulations.
1: <laughs> not hey. have to put some stipulations. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah, can't the name nothing from Blueprint, like, cause it's like he throw Blueprint in there, and it's like shit. And Jaeger's yeah. gonna
2: be doing this thing where he bobbing, like this my <laughs> shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, hold hey, remind man. yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Come on, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey man, thank you, thank you, thank you for for you know coming on the pod, for speaking to us, for breaking down the process and you know, giving so, us some insight into hooligan brand. Um, I'm definitely gonna be tapped in. I'm waiting for that pre-order. And shit, I mean, I just been around Gordo for a minute now. And of course you see him rocking hool again. He's been putting on for the brand. So You know, I just gotta, I gotta step my game up and get some Hooligan now. I've been looking for some time. I already, there's so many products I know, but of course I don't have, so I gotta just get on my job, but definitely, man, thank you for sitting down with us, man. Episode 53 of the COD. Imaginary Players up now.
1: Thank you,
0: you. Hooligan, just the COD. Peace, let's go. Peace. Peace.
3: Like, I gotta be like the pioneer to this shit, you know. I, I, I was popping that cristal when a lot of y'all niggas thought it was being shit. You know, we're in that platinum shit when all y'all chicks thought it was silver and shit. I, I gotta really be the pioneer to this shit, man. You know? Bottom line. So do it. Check. Yo, I spit that other shit That's a nice motherfucker shit Fed time, following me around you cover shit, nigga You bear money I'm all year money I'm popping. you ain't gotta count it It's all air money I never change money Cause niggas got strange money Knocked up, mocked up Fucked up in the game money I got bail money Double Excel money You got flash now but time will reveal money I spit the hottest shit You needed, I got it shit That downside master P. About it, bout it shit I got blood money Straight up thug money That brown paper bag Under your mattress Drug money You got show dough Little to no dough Sell a bunch of records And you still owe dough I got 996 plus 4 more dough. You crazy, you fugazi I'm loco with dough, popo These young cats acting like they slung caps, all they dumb raps, talking about how they fun stack. When I see them in the street, I don't see none of that. Damn, Playboy, what the fuck is the hum-ass? Where's all the ice with all the platinum under that? Those ain't Rolex diamonds, what the fuck you done to that? Y'all rapping ass niggas, y'all funny to me. You're selling records being you, but still you wanna be me. I guess for every buck you make, it's like a hundred for me. And still you running around thinking you got something on me. But I done did it. And y'all wanna take my flow and run with it? That's cool, I was the first one with it. Original. Original, jig is the future flow. Digital, still busting the gap when shit gets critical. Sit it down, I don't want y'all to get it confused, I rip it down. Like I ain't got nothing to lose. Uh-huh. I leave them all fucked, niggas all struck Your single was 99 cents, mine was 4 bucks Last year when niggas thought it was all up But this year I've done it again Jigga, what the fuck Niggas stop whining, Jigga still shining Niggas kept complaining so I cop more diamonds Rock more Versace, ain't nothing sweet I still throw a tree in your body, fleeing a party Y'all can't go with me, no nope. flow with me Bet 50, not dollars either, I bought some dough with me I flow like the 5 series in various areas And blow holes in your weak niggas theories It's funny how one verse can fuck up the game You bought a you better get your change, ain't no platinum in those Cartier, switch your frames, ain't no manicures on board, then switch your planes. Yeah, I mean like, be true, Ryan, how how you think you gon' feel, Ryan? Pull up in your 4.0 with your bitch, I pull up in the 4.6 with my bitch, C-Max, bumpin' some other shit. Some stupid shit like, yo, yo dawg, what's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6? Like 30 to 40 grand, cocksucker, beat it. (laughs) Yo, them shits even got leathers?